dust jacket pictures. Pavel lifts the empty teapot from the samovar. I'll just get this filled. At first, the young guard standing watch outside merely stares dully at the teapot as if he had never laid eyes on one before. He is, at most, twenty, with the sleepy eyes of a peasant. Some displaced farmer's son, perhaps, come to Moscow to better himself. Whatever he is, the expression on his face is familiar enough. Water, Pavel sighs, handing the teapot over. He might as well be back at Kirov Academy, standing in front of a classroom of boys hardly younger than this guard, reading aloud lines from Tolstoy. Ivan Ilyich's life had been most simple and most ordinary, therefore most terrible. Sons of want and privilege alike, born in revolution's shadow, it is his former students' generation now joining the numberless ranks already marching under the banner of collective progress, while their former teachers reconcile themselves to silence. In the two and a half years since his appointment to the special archives, where, until Kutarev's arrival this past May, he was alone, Pavel has become painfully aware of just how fortunate he once was, how blessed. He would give anything to be standing before his students again, book in hand. With the rain has come a kind of false twilight. All week the weather has been like this. Sitting, Pavel pulls the brass chain of the desk lamp, which clatters softly against the green glass shade. I keep hoping we'll get a little sun soon, he says, trying to hide his nervousness. It is not every day one meets a writer of Babel's eminence. He asks, Are you hungry? I'm sure I could have something sent up if you'd like. Thank you. No. A high, almost breathy voice. Pavel will not even meet his eye. Pavel stares openly at the bruise on Babel's cheek, then looks away. The guard returns with the teapot. At the window again, Pavel fills the samovar. Next door, a telephone rings once, is answered. A watery, pale light cups the rounded side of the warming samovar, spilling over Pavel's hands as he pries open the tin. Only a little tea remains, the blackish, powdery leavings like a kind of sand he tips into the waiting teapot. Tilting the tin toward the light, Pavel catches a glimpse of his own blurred reflection in it. Then he returns to the desk. Might I ask a question, comrade inspector? I'm not an inspector, Pavel says quickly. I work down in the archives. 
Leaning forward, he wipes the green cardboard of Barbel's file folder with his fingers. A pink ribbon, neatly tied, holds the folder shut. Actually, he adds, I used to be a teacher, believe it or not. I taught your stories. My stories? From Red Cavalry? When one could teach them, Pavel thinks. When it was acceptable. Safe. Some of your later work as well. Guy de Maupassant is a personal favourite of mine. The opening lines of Babel's story, which he has never tired of reading, return to Babel. In the winter of 1916, I found myself in St. Petersburg with a forged passport and not a cent to my name. Alexei Kazantsev